Hey everyone, Adam here with the Shooter's Touch. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When Brian and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had tons of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get my show into all the apps like Spotify, Apple Podcast, where all of our listeners can listen to it? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is actually pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free, and it is honestly ridiculously easy to use. Now, Anchor can match you with your great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast immediately. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading all of this stuff to you. So, when Brian and I started this podcast venture, one of our huge issues was we both have families, multiple kids, day jobs, multiple jobs sometimes. How are we going to get in the same spot at the same time to do this podcast on a regular basis? Anchor does that. No need to be in the same spot. It's essentially a phone call to one another and you're recording a podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, you need to go to anchor.fm backslash start to join me and Shooter's Touch and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear from you and to listen to your podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of the Shooter's Touch podcast. I'm Adam Veet here and I am with my co-host Brian Claude. And we are very excited to be here. Um, hey, Brian, why don't you give the listeners just a little bit of information here or a little background on the Shooter's Touch. Absolutely. So basically what it comes down to is we're two guys that love the game of basketball, but even more we love basketball in the state of Iowa. This is where we played. We've coached here. Many of our family and friends are from here. And so it was our goal, our vision, to kind of take our experiences and our connections and bring those together and share with all of you guys about how great not only basketball is, but how great it is here in the state of Iowa. Brian, that's perfectly said, and I think that on top of that, you know, we, you, you mentioned how much we love basketball. Uh, you know, we love the NBA uh, and being from Iowa. You know, we want to give. We also want to give those universities and colleges that may not get the most press uh, outside of the Big Four universities here in Iowa. Um, you know, want to give them some pub too, and then the high high school game as well. You know, we love uh, watching those youngsters going at it. Uh, here in the wintertime in Iowa. Um, and I think that just in general, you may, you hit it right on the head where, you know, basketball, basketball, basketball is what we're going to talk about. So um, with that being said, uh, let's, let's jump right into it here. You know, the Drake Bulldogs uh, had a great start to the year. Um, you know, the, the obvious injury to Nick Norton, um, unfortunate injury. Uh, and before that 11 and two now 11 and four and going to be kind of interesting here to see how, um, you know, how they, how they pick up those pieces with, with Nick not being out there. Absolutely. And I, you know, just a lot of unknowns coming into this season as well. Uh, having the coaching change and then, you know, with the Bulldogs bringing in Darren DeVries, which I think is going to be an absolute great hire. Um, he's a guy that seems to um, treat Drake a little bit more as a, a, a job in which that he's a long-term wants to be at. Um, in the past, we've had, Several coaches kind of moved through in a stepping stone type of job situation, but Darren DeVries really seems committed not only to the present, but the future as well. And so it'll be anxious to kind of see how things continue to progress. And, and like you mentioned, the early success, you know, not really having tons of expectation picked towards the bottom of the valley. And then they come out and um, start stringing together a few wins to, to start the year. Um, I think three of the ones that really kind of started getting people going was 
the win at home against Boise State, and then the win up in Minneapolis up against North Dakota State, and then they went to Milwaukee and got a, or Milwaukee and got a good win up there in Wisconsin um, before um, coming into the Big Four Classic against Iowa State. And I know myself um, was one of the people that were starting to tell people, hey, you know, look a little bit closer at this Drake team as they as they go in to play Iowa State. And, well, maybe the game wasn't as close as I had hoped. It definitely showed that, you know, they belong and that they're on the rise. And so that they kind of took that momentum into their tournament out in Las Vegas. And as you mentioned, Nick Norton, which is um, the first recruit that actually DeVries brought in and, and kind of a big reason on why the rest of the guys came and his ability not, on the, not only on the floor but as a leader for that team um, goes out and wins the MVP of that tournament. And and, and they rip off four wins in that and uh, become champs of that tournament, really kind of set the, set the scene for them moving into the conference year. Um, and I know that myself, as, as well as a lot of people around here in the Des Moines area, are really excited uh, about what this season was shaping up and what things were looking like for the Bulldogs. And as you mentioned, unfortunately, at Evansville, uh, Nick Norton goes down with season in an ACL injury, and um, the Bulldogs quick to adjust. You know, and I'll give them I'll give them credit. It was something that they hung around and actually pushed that game, you know, into double overtime and um, had the had an opportunity to win on, on several occasions and just, uh, you know, just weren't able to pull out the victory, um, you know, but competed really well. And um, it was something that, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them to, to fill that void, uh, not only his leadership, but on the floor. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how things continue to progress. You know, we had a little bit of an insight uh, and I think a little bit of a bounce back against a really good Loyola team on Saturday. You know, they came out. I think coach staff had them ready to go, uh, had them prepared. I think they felt more comfortable in their new roles um, and, and competed, you know, and ultimately uh, down the stretch, Loyola and the quality team and the program that they have just kind of, withstand all the blows that Drake was able to throw at him and uh, you know on the game I think ended up shooting 63% from the floor including 50% from behind the arc and when you have a team that's that skilled and shoots the ball at, at that high of percentage it's it's really hard it's really hard to, to to be able to overcome that yeah you know you you hit a you hit a couple things hit on a couple things there um you know how do you how do you kind of pick up the pieces, you know, you know, try to fill that void of Nick not being out there. Um, you know, they, they do have a, a really good big man, Nick, Nick McGlynn, um, you know, Brady Alianson having experience in the big 10, you know, coming in shooter. Um, however, I think that it'll be interesting these next couple of weeks, because as you lose a person like Nick, you know, role players have to switch their roles. Even your players that play a lot have to switch their roles as well. And you just never know how, how, how players, how basketball players will react to that. And, you know, if they'll, they'll embrace it and it works out awesome. You know, some, some, sometimes it doesn't. So hopefully it does for them. You know, it's uh, as I mentioned before, they had a great start to the season. One of the biggest surprises I feel not just in the state of Iowa, but in college basketball, I mean, you'll pick, pick second to last in the Valley, um, new coaching staff and I, I I want to attribute a lot of their success to that coaching staff you know I know a lot of those guys personally um, I've played against uh, a lot of those coaches and even coached with a couple of them too and I know how good of coaches they are and you you're exactly right when you say coach DeVries is seems like he's here for the long haul um, you and I both know and a lot of people know he's a great coach uh, so that was a huge get for Drake 
Absolutely. And, you know, and you talk too with some of these young kids coming in and, uh, you know, a lot of playing college basketball or playing at this level, you know, some transfers and stuff, but for the first time. And, you know, we're still only 15 games into what is a very young season. And so how are those going to change? And then long term, you know, what's that going to do, you know, for for a guy like Noah Thomas, who's going to have to step up and, and now take over a majority of that ball handling role. You know, I, I can only believe that it's going to continue to obviously improve the program um, as we move through this year, but then for the long term too. And, um, you know, same thing with uh, Garrett Sturtz. He's another kid too that's going to, as a true freshman coming in and starting to get a little bit more uh, minutes, he's going to have to continue to step up. And, and it'll be fun. It'll be, you know, I, go back to the expectations you can't expect a whole lot um although the way that they started you know is going to make things maybe a little bittersweet as they move through the year but i i really do hope that they're they're able to kind of piece things together and and really start to battle and, and really grow as they move through the season yeah you know good for the valley uh you know if a lot of teams are successful but you know good for iowa basketball too if drake uh you know has a good year but like you mentioned long season a lot can go wrong a lot can go well so um you know we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely keep up with the drake bulldogs here in the future um well we dive into you and i and uh you know as as has been well documented uh whether social media or in the newspaper you know you and i hasn't had the had the best year um i think when the non-conference schedule came out uh you and i's non-conference schedule came out a lot of people were kind of looking at it like hey they don't got any any teams in there that can potentially get them an at-large bid, which um, at the beginning of the year, before the season started, that's exactly right. But, you know, they play a Penn school who, who beat Villanova, who's a very good basketball team. Um, they pay, they, they play a Stony, Stony Brook team who has a really good coach there, um, a really good set of, of um, uh, older, older players that have really set the bar pretty high. And so they, you know, you and I had their chances to make their non-conference schedule a little bit, um, you know, a little bit, I guess, like better than, than a lot of people thought with those, those schools on it, but they just couldn't pull out those wins. Um, then we get into, get into conference play. They go, go to Bradley, um, in my opinion, play the best 40 minutes they've played all year. Super aggressive. Uh, they won the rebounding battle. Um, and, you know, Justin Dahl played, Extended minutes there, uh, which which I think is going to continue. But he's a he's a big seven footer down there who can you know move some bodies around and go get a basketball, which I think they need here with Austin Fife out. Um, you know, Biggie Goldman actually out now for two or three weeks with a stress fracture in his foot. Um, their front line is pretty thin, and you know anything that Justin Dahl can do in the past, he's he's. Um, uh, he's made it known that he wants to do that. Uh, I think it's a good thing that they that that they brought him in, you know, in certain situations. And then you go back to their, you know, overall team uh, with a record of six and nine right now, not the, not the start that, that anybody from Panther nation wanted to see. Um, however, you know, we, we have a good, good core here. We got AJ green coming in as a freshman who is a, he is a scorer and that's, that's what he does, you know, but he's still, he's still stepping into a new role as well. Um, you know, he's, he was really, really good in high school and now he's playing against a little better competition. So he's still getting his feet wet. Um, and, you know, I think what, what goes kind of unnoticed with you and I is the fact that, Hey, they, they practiced all preseason with Austin Fife as their big man. And now he's red shirting. And so that, that chemistry has been knocked off a little bit. Um, you know, I think 
think a lot of that that type of thing goes unnoticed. But they're, you know, a, they have they have a good coach, a great coaching staff, and you know, I, I expect nothing but um, you know, nothing but good things from the Panthers here in the future. But obviously, a slow a slow start to the season here. And absolutely, and I and I think that's ultimately what you're seeing with from the Panthers is what you're used to seeing from a Ben Jacobson coach team. And that's, that's a team that continues to get better as they move through the season, as they continue to figure out just the process and what his expectations are. And I think you've seen that in the last couple of games as, as you've moved in, obviously with the win over Bradley um, and even the other night there against Southern Illinois, they, uh, they had their opportunities. It was, you know, they got dug themselves a hole, but were able to battle back and, and, and had a chance in the second half to be able to pull out a victory. And, and I think that you'll just continue to see those Panthers continue to get better, um, continue to improve some of those younger guys, get some more experience. Yeah. And you're, you're exactly right. I mean, obviously I mentioned Bradley, they played well, but um, even though they, they got beat by Southern Illinois, I, I thought they played well that game. Um, you know, Southern is a, is a team that is pretty good. And um, you know, like you mentioned, they dug themselves a little hole. They got back, they competed. Um you know, but ultimately ended up losing losing that game in the end. Um, they have Illinois State coming up here on Tuesday, a very good team again. And, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see how, how things kind of progress with you and I as well, primarily because of the fact that, you know, they're, they're still trying to adjust to new lineups, um, you know, new people playing and, you know, their, their roles moving forward because they keep switching those lineups up, lineup ups. So, um you know, a, a big, a big stretch here the next couple of weeks for the Panthers too. Yeah. Um, just, I'll be anxious to see how, kind of how things develop. And then obviously uh, the game that you and I are both looking forward to and with the Drake game coming up here uh, at Cedar Falls as well. Yeah. And they, you know, the now with, now with this record where they're at in the Valley standings and stuff like that, every game is a must win. I feel like for you and I and, and essentially Drake as well. But um, yeah, big games coming up here for both teams and it'll be exciting to watch them here, uh, here the rest of the season. Um, well, that, that kind of wraps up our, uh, our you and I and Drake section here. We will record another podcast here with our Iowa state and Iowa thoughts. Um, a lot of things that uh, a lot of things to talk about with the Cyclones and Hawkeyes. So, We appreciate you listening to this podcast and we will talk to you all soon.